Okay. What kind of energy should I come in with, Brad? What do you think? Just simple with the promo? Re- relief. Um, mm. You know, um, goodwill. Goodwill onto, onto man. My hands like this could just be the intro right now. It could be a fourth yeah. wall breaking intro. <laughs> we we can do. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Hey. Coming up. Beautiful. Hey. Nicely done. Say hello, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, so Check so... us out on Twitter at PK wow. Glue Guys. Wow. That's daily.com. The Athletic. Is... Get yourself behind that paywall <laughs> at theathletic.com. This is like a I'm subsidiary. On the New York Times. <laughs> Have you seen the promos of like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage together? And they're just <laughs> get, get do a thing, do, do it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> the Nets are back. Gorgeous, really well done. The Nets are back. Really nicely done, Mike. Now I gotta find my hat because my hair's. We were talking about having big energy, but that was uh, that reminds me. Have you ever seen the old um, like another another callback uh, like YouTube videos of? Um, Howard Stern in like the eighties and he's just got a bunch of like Hell. he's just got like bells and shit and he's got different characters and it's just a it's just a mad energy. That could be you, Mike. That could be you. Anyways, we're bearing the lead. Mike, we have big news. I don't even know where my hat is. Brian! Oh my god, Brian. You're worried about this hat situation. <laughs> you didn't you weren't prepared to lose your hat right now. <laughs> we yeah. did it. We you and I, yeah, we have defeated the man. Yeah, we took him down. We have we took stormed him down the gates. Peg. We spoke power, justice to power. No, what's the saying? We spoke power of the dog. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, power of the dog. Um, yeah. So we're going to yeah. talk about. Uh, there's a little change in yeah. the Nets' fortunes. Wait, so is this, a, is this official, Mike? Did the did the official news come through? Well, <laughs> we were recording this at 10:46. A.M. The mayor is said to have a press conference at City Field. <laughs> Way to be uh, yeah. delicate about it uh, in, in 45 minutes. So I guess we should kind of monitor because I don't know if you feel the same way. In the back of my mind, I still think there's like he's going to say, a little bait and we're going to wait. Yeah. We're going to wait. And Kyrie, you will never be able to play basketball because it's an indoor arena. And the football ones are or the, the baseball Stadiums are outdoors, so COVID is less of a of a threatening possibility. But no, you know, Sham Sharan, it's it's I mean, it's basically as official as it could be. Sham Sharania. I mean, many people broke the story. First credit to the god Boomer Asiasin, yeah. who uh on Tuesday kind of casually stated, How would you like it if uh, Kyrie Irving was playing basketball? Hey, uh, coming up. Can I ask a uh, maybe a sensitive question? What's the yeah. ethnic origins of Asiasen? Where where is that name come from? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If he, he, he looks guess. like a Viking, yeah. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I, I really can't place it. Like I don't know Estonia. I'm, like now, where, yeah. <laughs> now you're having me Google Boomer Asiasen and like Asiasen. Yeah, he, uh, he, it's of the East Islip Asiasens. Um, if you care, his Norway. Hey, is, he's, he's Estonia's Nor- in the in Swedish. The, yeah, it's a little bit in there. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, to us Americans, it's, it's all north. The same. It's north. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah cold. Anyway, so Bastonia is probably like on the Mediterranean and is gorgeous, and you know I don't know. But anyways, so uh, let's talk basketball. Uh, Kyrie Irving, it seems like he's going to be allowed to play. Sham Sharani. By the time people hear this, they will know the announcement. But Sham Sharani has reported that Kyrie's going to play at home on Sunday. And wow, Brian, look at us now. The journey that we've been on, I won't even say, I would say pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, when this team was put together on June 30th, 2019, when Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out, clean sweep, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are going to the Brooklyn Nets. We've been dreaming of what this team could be together, and it's gone through so many alterations, you know, like a hand-me-down sweater. It's just been altered, altered, altered. You know, Patch. a lot of patchwork, a lot of patchwork. Um, and we're now at this stage where it feels like I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. I can't. I'm not emotionally there oh, yet. Okay. Yeah, let's not. But we're going to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for a playoff run. What yeah. that will mean, we will talk about what how it changes their chances. We will talk about what it means for Kyrie's future with the team. We will talk about, but emotionally, it finally, after waiting and the injuries piling up and trade demands and all of that stuff, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will play basketball together. Can I, um, so... Patchy, I'll, I'm going to steal some takes from the Discord. We've been hanging out on the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Please. Invites in the Twitter bio uh, and in the YouTube description below. It's really a place people should be. It's where like I if just If they like chat. the show, we like the Nets. If, you're, if you consider yourself a, a big-time fan of Glue Nation and want to just be chatting with me on a pretty regular basis, that's where I hang out. Um, <clears throat> but Matt Parker, a, a pillar of the community, uh, was saying that, like, honestly, if we think about it, this is kind of the best case scenario for Kyrie Irving. He's only played 20 games a season. A guy who's hasn't played more than like 60 games in a long time, or I don't know if that's true, but it feels that way. Um, a guy who's oft injured, let's say, you know, with, with tiny ticky tacky kind of ankle injuries, so, so on and so forth. Um, the idea that he's as fresh as he is looking as good as he is going into the postseason. If, if, if the coast is truly clear in the way that we suspect it is, it's, you know, is it worth all the, the drama, the way that, you know, this all came about? Um, probably not. But the do the ends justify the means? Um, I don't know. But it's a pretty it's a, it's a pretty decent situation to be in uh, going into the playoffs. We f I feel like the, the star players, our star duo is healthier going into the playoffs than like I've ever felt before. Um, but for, yeah. of course, Ben Simmons, who we're sort of deciding not to talk about in this instance, <laughs> but, um, so that's not totally true, but for at least those two, um, it is, it is the best I've felt going into the postseason. However, we have a bit of a hinky uphill climb to even get into the post. We'll get there, but I feel generally pretty good about it. Obviously the politics of it, like I'm not really addressing. I got over that part. And I know people are, there's a whole bunch of like. I don't know. I don't know what to even call them. They're not even, I don't know what they're, they're not Kyrie stands. They're like, they're just like trollish people who are like, they love to just, you know, pound a take from, you know, six months ago or whatever. And I'm like, I dude, I, I processed those feelings a long time ago. I really stopped caring and I just wanted him to play basketball. So I'm just, I'm just glad that it's happened one way or the other. You know, I'm just happy. Yeah. A hundred percent. I cannot tell you. So I had the mayor's, uh, the mayor's office, uh, Twitter account 
alarmed on my phone. So every time they would tweet something out, it would come as a notification on my phone, as many people do for Adrian Wojnarowski or Shamsharania, right? I, I, in a ceremony, a private ceremony, I uh, removed that notification on my phone. Nice. Uh, I am so hashtag blessed that I don't have to care about what we don't have to care about as a fan base. Mayoral press conferences, I mean, knock on wood, 40 minutes from now, we hopefully will get just the, the firm clarification straight from the mayor's mouth yeah. uh, that Kyrie Irving will be playing on Sunday. But, and I don't really want to even get into that, but in terms of like, I don't want to get into what the disaster zone of like, if he changes his yeah, mind. Let's, lately let's and, play it safe for, for, but, for once. Yeah. It, it is so it is such a relief. And like, yeah, so Ben Simmons' back issue, that is concerning. Like, he goes to these games, he sits on the sidelines. You know, like, we, I would I would like to see him play in a game, um, and that would be cool. And it would, I think if we saw him, we'd be like, oh, my God, Ben Simmons is good at basketball. But Kyrie Irving, I, regardless of how you feel about his stance, so I think all these things can be true. I think you can be pro-vaccine. I think you can support governments instituting vaccine mandates. I think you th- you can think that Kyrie should get vaccinated and that he really didn't provide a good reason why he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also think that visiting unvaccinated players, that loophole that like they can play and Kyrie can't, was ridiculous. You can also think that the fact that Kyrie sitting courtside but not being allowed to play was dumb. Yeah. You can be happy that Kyrie is playing at home, but he could also feel strange for rooting for Kyrie for winning this sort of vaccine stance. Like, I feel all of these things. Yeah. But I mostly feel relief and, and excitement. It and, is. Uh, I mean, my hey, like basketball. It's great. I mean, like, I guess if I really think about like my current feelings, I I just look back and I think like, well, that was needlessly dramatic, but okay, fine. We're here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's that's essentially my feelings. Kyrie had to be fussy about it. Fine. Be fussy. As long as we got to the place where we need to be at the time we need to be there. Ultimately, I I don't super trust him going forward. Obviously, you know, this is a good (laughs) data point for like, can you rely on this, on this dude? Um, You know, and we can get into that, but um, yeah. Anyways, in general, I just feel like needlessly dramatic, but happy to be where we are. It's so funny. I remember, I forget. I mean, we've been saying, I mean, I've been saying fairly consistently, like, I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change the data points. And then I got more and more worried that it wasn't. But the mayor had been saying kind of along the way, hey, we're going to peel back layers. Or, you know, the mayor, there was a moment when uh, they dropped the keys to NYC and we're like, oh my God, Kyrie can play. And then quickly we're like, wait, what's this private employer mandate situation? What is this? Yeah. And I remember Shams tweeting that out in that moment. And then the mayor's press secretary, retweeted and commented on Shams and saying like, this is accurate that yes, Kyrie cannot play essentially, but that it is something of down the road that may be possible as long as everything's good. So like that was like a month ago or whatever it was, but we've been stressing about it and acting like it would never, this day would never come mm. when really like the signs were there from the beginning and we just had to be patient, but we're F not, patience, baby. Yeah, we're not patient. That's not, we're Who's podcasters. Patient? Yeah. Go be a pa- go be patient, dork. You know, that's how I feel. Losers. Like. <laughs> let's do this. Do a new quick break. Quick and then, break. Let's what, get we have eight questions, Mike. Our segment coming up, eight biggest questions now that Kyrie Irving is going to be a full-time player for the Brooklyn Nets. We'll talk about that right after this break. And we're back. Eight biggest questions now that Kyrie 
is a full-time player. Okay, so each of these questions are going to kind of grapple with both the immediate future and the long-term future for this team. It's going to be very heavy on chances this season, uh, but there's some things, again, long-term. And I want to start here. Okay. First question. Let's pretend that Ben Simmons can't play. The okay? whole season, he's done. He is, we're shutting he's him down. He's done. Yeah. He's done. He just, I'm not saying that that's what it's going to be, but let, let's, in this mindset, think of that. If Ben Simmons can't play, but Kyrie is a full-time player, do you think the Nets can win a championship this season? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the lame conservative response is, yeah, they can do it, but it's going to be hard. Um, and that's basically what I'm about Damn, to tell you. Damn, that was my take. <laughs> Damn it. Took I my did. take. I, like, having watched the Memphis game last night, which was a good game, but also a frustrating game. Uh, um, <clears throat> how about Memphis, by the way? What a fun. It's They're truly the darlings of the NBA right now. It's like. It, it's very, yeah. like, it's not quite, obviously, Steph Clay, Draymond Warriors when they were popping up, because mm-hmm. it's not that much. Um, it's just a different vibe. But God, like Desmond Bain, like, I don't know how you don't, how could you dislike short arm T-Rex Desmond Bain? Yeah. Like he is. They he seem to be fired. so much better than they should be. It's really like when I really look through that roster, it's like you, this is such a weird that they all kind of ascended at the same time. Uh, and ha- anyways, cool team and hate to, yeah. hate, I'm jelly of them, but um what they did well was like, you know, uh, they had a, a actual strategy, you know, and that's helpful. That's something that we <laughs> we don't often see and we certainly don't uh, exercise on our end very often. Um, and I did get a little bit worried watching like us play a good, super activated team in a uh, somewhat playoff style environment. Like they, you know, the, the Memphis crowd, everyone took that very seriously. They love the that team. They must love yeah. that team, you know? And, uh, and I did begin to feel like, you know how, like when things are going well, you're like, oh man, our team is so deep. We have everyone so good. And then when things aren't, they're like, you're like, who is good on this team? Who can play basketball on this whole team? <laughs> and obviously we were like missing some important parts with Seth Curry and, and Dragic and you know, presumably they would be playing in playoff games. And they are actually really helpful for the connective tissue because, um, Kyrie and and Durant, you know, can can do interesting things together, but often, you know, don't. And uh, they they do defer to like taking turns playing iso ball. This is uh, a common sort of analysis and complaint, but uh, it is kind of true. And Ben Simmons, I think, would be a, an amazing connective tissue uh, for for those two as just a playmaker who doesn't really need to do much else but the playmaking, or isn't going to be expected to. It's a pretty good fit. Um, that being said, I'm going to go fall to the default take that everyone's going to have, which is like, yeah, they can do it. Uh, they have the like two best like individual scorers. Um, they have a good veteran team. So it's like they're in the top, you know, five or so teams uh, that you should be predicting to come out of either conference. Uh, are they ever going to be favored against the other like four top teams? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's It's still a little bit uncertain for me. Well, it's really interesting. If you look at just let's look at the Eastern Conference standings. So right now, the Heat. I don't know if you saw. Do you see the scene in Miami with Spolstra and Jimmy Butler last night? Mm-mm. That they got. Oh, you have to watch this video. It's incredible. I've been totally they, out of touch. Yeah, give me. They got. They got in a huge argument where they had to both be restrained from each other. Eric oh, Spolstra, wow, who has been through it, right? Like he coached. A, as a young pup, coached LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, and withstood sort of the maelstrom. That is like him and Jimmy Butler had to be restrained from each other. And yeah. U- Udonis Haslam was about to get in and pop Jimmy Butler in the skull. Wow. Um, it's a good video. Anyway, so I you, guess you see that. You. So the Heat are number one. 
Sixers are second in the East right now. Bucks are third. Uh, they're actually the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics are all a game and a half back from the Heat. They're all jumbled up there together. The Bulls are five. Cavs are six. Raptors seven. Nets eight. I don't know if you can. I don't know how to really place this, but if you do, which team has the best top two players of the East? The Nets have their best two players are better than the Heat. Um, I think they're still better than the 76ers because James Harden is already like Sixers fans are already criticizing James Harden, which yeah. and I know teams are <laughs> yeah. and I know this like there's more to a team than just the top two. But th this is the process. Um, the Bucks, I think it's like I, I just have to give defer to the Bucks. I mean, just because of Giannis is so unique. I know that Middleton and Drew Holiday don't match what Kyrie can do, but I'm just going to go Bucks over that. The Celtics, like they're still unproven. The Bulls, obviously, I don't care about. The Cavs, I don't care about. The Raptors, I don't care about. So, like, the Nets, in terms of top upper-crust talent, yeah. now knowing that Kyrie is full-time, it means that, you know, they're going to have the best. The KD is the best player on the planet, and Kyrie is, you know, top three in the league for shot-making at this point, right? And he's playing as well as he's ever played in his entire career, probably because he has so many nights off. He can He's like the most rested uh, star in and he, NBA And he history. turned 30. He's right He's right in the heart of the prime. Like, that's <laughs> and at the end of the show, if we still have time, Brian and I are going to tell Kyrie what it's like to be 30 years old now. It's yeah. a difference. There's a difference between your 20s and your 30s. Um, so I'll go with your take, right? The Nets can definitely win a championship with just Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The thing that they will need is they need Seth Curry and Drummond to be healthy. Um, Drummond has been healthy, but Seth Curry needs to be healthy because we saw last night. I saw a lot of like comments of like, "Oh, the Nets' uh, role players suck." You know, KD and Kyrie put up seventy-eight points or whatever they put up. How could they not win that game against Memphis? Well, it's because Memphis one is an awesome team. I think you know. I don't know why people don't fully lock into that. Mm -hmm. And also, it's like Patty Mills is just Patty Mills who thought he was coming here to be like. A sort of like a, a nice little cherry on top of the Sunday, mm -hmm. and he's he's the whole damn yeah. he's a scoop of ice cream. He's he's and it's too he's much the, for him. He's the syrup right now, you know. He's that's which for me is doing all the work, you know. And the, he's like yeah. the syrup at the bottom of the Hershey's chocolate syrup. Like it doesn't want to leave the bottle. It's basically all corn syrup at that point, you know. And food coloring, it, it doesn't taste very good. And he's just like, don't make uh, throw how, me away. How old is throw the syrup in your? You sound like you have some very old Ooh. syrup, and you maybe not be refrigerating I, it properly, is what it sounds like. In I guarantee, in my dad's fridge, we probably had like <laughs> a from, bottle of Hershey from, from syrup. Two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. That that it was before I was circumcised that it was placed in the fridge and it and, maintained. And its how status. old were you when you got circumcised, Mike? Was that that was a couple years ago? Like. I was thirteen. <laughs> That's what happens at your bar mitzvah. They lay you down on the bima and cut it off. Old fashioned. Um, so I just I. I if you're looking at the top two players and, and just in the Eastern Conference on each team, the Nets are somewhere I, – I, I mean, some people would argue they are the best team with the top two. I would put them – I would still put them behind the Bucks just as deference to the Bucks, But I would put them above everyone else. So you have a pretty good shot if you have – if your lead players are that and you get Seth Curry, Drummond back healthy – I think LaMarcus Aldridge that the Memphis game was a game where LaMarcus would have been very helpful because LaMarcus, his shortcomings are obviously defense. He's not mobile anymore, mm -hmm. but when you do need a guy who can steady sort of an offense, slow down the game and you can give him the ball 
and be that third option off of KD and Kyrie, LaMarcus is that. Um, and so last night was really a track meet, and uh, they could have used – not that LaMarcus is going to win that, but they want, they should have put up points. So can they win – that's when a championship. Definitively, yes, but they can. I'll actually say, and just sorry to add one little bit, is when Don't the game know. actually in the in the uh, second and third quarters, uh, at, at times when like the Nets were making their comeback last night, it was because they brought the game down to their pace and like sort of slogged it out, which is much more how I'm kind of reminded of Memphis a lot of by um, the 2001 Nets, like unexpected sort of potential contenders out of nowhere who wow, like look at you who mostly uh, do their damage by just like out out defending and being like fast breaky and stuff like that and putting it although they were shooting outrageously well last night um that has a it's it's tough to rely on that for playoff basketball it's much better to have um insanely otherworldly talented superstar players that is usually a a good thing to have which we do we do have that anyways next question uh question number two if ben simmons plays where do you rank the nets so I didn't say in East or in the NBA, but yeah. which way do you want to go? Um, well, if Ben comes back and he's like, I'm fine. Don't even worry about that. Like epidural, pff, I had the baby. It was good. Everything's fine. And because <laughs> that's and uh, so, yeah. So if he's totally 100 percent fine, and it's not like a, a part of the storyline, which is like you have to monitor his minutes and all that and that boring um, stuff. Um, then I I mean, I got to say, we that definitely puts us in the in the top 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 um it, it moves the needle for me uh it's not like just a throwaway um it definitely moves the needle yeah and and why everyone of course why we love the idea of ben simmons on this team is that he doesn't have to be lead ball handler dude he doesn't have to be lead creating offense dude which he did have to be in 76ers like as great as Embiid is ben simmons was the ball handling guy mm-hmm. on the team um, he doesn't have to be that here, right? And so I think if he's like, let's say like he's 14, 7, and 4, 4 being the assists, 7 being the rebounds, and on defense he's like like helping out in really key moments. Because like here's the thing. If his back isn't perfect, they're going to manage his minutes on some level. And, you know, they're going to try to take it relatively easy on him. And, you know, he'll play like kind of like, low minutes to start and it see how it goes and then ramp them up as they're always going to do. But if, if you're getting 20 minutes of Ben Simmons where it's defense transition O and like filling those gaps that those are good. Those are nice 20 minutes to have on this team. I think if Ben is playing, I think the nets are the most talented team in the East, right? Like, I think they're the most talented, and whether they win is is all about like how quickly can that talent gel together. Really, it's the tough. chemistry as a concept is is on the table here. That's we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be um, doing a real. If, if the Nets can just swoop in, add like a third star, and and coast into a championship, the whole notion of chemistry as a as the end all be all asset to you know not end all but nobody thinks it's end all be all but as a core component of championship basketball will be under examination like um not to say that like we have like no continuity we have a little bit but like we basically completely reconfigured our roster but for our but for kevin durant and to some extent like he didn't play a big chunk of the season either like we just basically did like first season was hardened second season was like kd and all these other guys um 
so we had to, we had to, we had a whole two seasons inside of one season, Mike, which wasn't that fun. Um, and so, anyways, there's no continuity, there's no chemistry whatsoever. We're building it on the fly. Uh, I kind of think if anyone can do it, it's this crew because there's a lot of um, <clears throat> like real uh, veteran talent, and that's helpful. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting, Mike. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and and. I apologize before I even begin to speak. What I'm about to say. Oh, good. But in basketball, mm. I think chemistry is the wrong wrong word. Because I don't know if you took chemistry in high school. Dude, but everything come, come I did, me, bro. You could, I've just been talking about chemistry this whole time. You're going to undermine <laughs> me like this in front of everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me your take. In high school in chemistry, when you did it, it was quick. It was I I put sugar on here and I put some other substance here and it explodes. Right. That's fast. Chemistry is fast. Chemistry is the the science of quick reacting new, neutrons <laughs> spoken, and ions. Spoken and- like someone who has no <laughs> conception. <laughs> Just because you did the volcano in class one day, you think <laughs> you're That's like, let me tell you about nuclear fusion. Fission? Fission. Fusion. fusion. I think it's fission. Let me tell you this. Culture in basketball is more like minerals. It's long term. It's pressure. Mm, it builds. It takes a lot of time. Carbon data. That's really how we should be. Th- that should be the analogy when we're talking about chemistry. No, chemistry is quick. It's love at first sight. You know, it is this item interacting with this item and things explode. Would you call the sun in the sky being effectively a nuclear reactor for you know billions of years? Is that would the, you say that's quick or slow? The, ke- the chemistry. Well, the Big Bang was quick, I guess, right? <laughs> That's but, what I'm talking but the about. The universe is still expanding, Michael. It's still expanding. It's expanding. <laughs> Wait, how this big is, is? I can't wait Earth to hear the, the emails. Or? Speaking of like big brained emails, shout out to oh god, I'm not going to have what, his the name mineralogist? handy. No, there's a we asked for someone to do a histogram last uh, week. Oh, yeah. Of let's you actually keep talking. Let's, I'll pull it up. Let's do right by this guy. Because he went uh, out and scraped explain, basketball. Explain what the thing was. So we asked, we were talking flippantly, as we often do, about uh, thinking about what the distribution of NBA contracts would be. Um, so the amount of minimum contracts to maximum and anything in between. And we postulated that the there would be an inverse bell-shaped curve that like the vast majority of these contracts were going to be minimum or maximum with a small peak. You actually even stipulated this, a small peak um, at... Uh, at like the different tax exemption at the, yeah, marks. The two so like the tax. mid-level. And so this is Lionel Pomerantz. Shout out to um, Lionel, who doesn't uh, have social media. He hit me up on LinkedIn, which is... <laughs> Shout out to hitting someone up on LinkedIn. Well, if well, you're going to make a graph yeah. about salaries, <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn is the social was, media platform. It was the for. perfect place for it. Um, yeah. So he actually spat out a, he ran a little scraper for NBA reference and spat out a, a graph that exactly proved what we were talking about, Mike. So we're, we're brilliant. Um, and, and he also did like an extra fun thing, which was, so he broke it out by um, the maximum contract is actually this big range of contracts because you can anywhere from, what is it like almost 28 million? Something just under twenty eight million is considered. It's twenty five percent of the cap, so it can be right. um, as low as twenty seven to twenty eight million, something like that. 
and then as high as like 48 million, which is what Harden's going to get uh, if, with his extension. Um, so there is a wide range and he breaks it out too, which is really helpful to see because it's pretty wild. Just as, like basically everything happens between the, the two polar ends of minimum and maximum. And is that good, Mike? That's the next question. There's a, that's the descriptive claim. Now the normative claim is, is that good for the, for the leg as Hubie would say? I guess it would be bad for players, right? Like it, it's bad that if you're not the top tier, like I think about Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond's the guy, right? He is way better than in a, a minimum contract. He deserves more. And he even referenced, he, someone asked him about Nick Claxton or something about whether they should have traded him. I, I don't know how it came up, but, but Andre Drummond was like, they should thank God they didn't trade Nick Claxton because, you know, I'm only going to be here for a year and then, they're going to need someone in this spot. He was almost kind of hinting like, I'm probably going to try to get more money, as he should. He's young. Yeah. He's the, like It would be weird if he was a minimum guy for the rest of his career. I kind of want to know how much he's getting. But like, Drummond is a guy that deserves, let's say, like a $10 million a year deal. And even then, I kind of feel like that's value um, for someone who's as big and you know, if on a team that's pretty good, he's going to have a nice impact. Dude, he puts up um, like 20 and 10, like pretty regularly on like people yeah. call him empty calorie numbers, but like it's, they're still really good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how you win a basketball game? Yeah. Right. It's like by scoring more points. Right. And, mm, and wow. stopping the other team from scoring St- points. Solid. And, and I, I, I've loved Drummond. So anyways, that's, I know that's getting off our point, but yeah, Lionel Pomerantz, it was so cool that he made it and we'll tweet it out and full credit and we'll put it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Our, should we start a glue guys LinkedIn page? Is that what we oh, should smart. be doing? We actually probably should Dude, We should really be <laughs> like Facebook. It's just, I was just looking at these analytics. It's, it's still such a market share. Facebook? We got to do Facebook ads. Anyways, we'll save it for production meeting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. I know. Okay. Three, which team in the East should be least happy about Kyrie playing? So which contender that was maybe excited that Kyrie would be off and on? Uh, now is disappointed. I, I mean, to me, I mean, Toronto's like kind of like the, the easy one, but they're not a contender. Yes, Brian. I think there's, well, no, I'm just setting up my points. I'm thinking out loud. Sorry. I, I shouldn't okay. put in my hand up. Sorry. My mistake. Okay. Okay. Brian, Brian, okay. Brian was doing the double horns. I was I doing the double horns. I have two. I was, I, that's anyways. Staking a pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, so Toronto's like kind of like the easy answer. Cause now because if the Nets somehow magically become the seventh seed, and Toronto's the eight. Now Toronto's playing in Brooklyn against uh, Kyrie, who's playing at home. But really, the more interesting answer to me is the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, th- there's a now a natural rivalry because of the James Harden-Ben Simmons trade. James Harden's, like, having good games, then he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, there's some uh, discomfort mm. down there in the city of brotherly love. And as the Nets destroyed the 76ers in Philly. Um, who knows if Ben Simmons is going to play, right? But I think if Katie and Kyrie are on the floor, the 76ers have like, they're just going to be screwed. If Katie, Kyrie, Seth Curry, you know, all the guys that we want are on the floor, the 76ers aren't going to be able to keep up the pace. The Nets just expose them, as Katie said, that the 76ers are slow, that they don't get back. We And they, they, destroyed them. So I think the 76ers should be the team that is most fearful. I think I agree from like, also from a narrative perspective, that's a good one just cause like of the, mm-hmm. of the riffraff. But I will also say from a, 
just a purely basketball perspective, I think the Bucks should be a little bit upset about this because if going back should to last, they be Bucks hurt? They should be Bucks hurt. Uh, if you go back to last season's playoffs, we were hammerjacking dead ass um, without <laughs> without James Harden. Sorry, that was <laughs> that take <laughs> big big pause on that. Sorry. Um, Anyways, uh, we we were beating them squarely without James Harden, and then we then we weren't as soon as, as soon as Gary Irvin came back. So so that's what happened, and they we should be. Here. <laughs> I know, I know, aggressive. This is aggressive. I'm gonna have to go take that out. Um, no, no, no. But we oh, we were so we were beating them square and fair. Love is love, man. <laughs> beating them square and fair. And then uh, Giannis did a dastardly thing and undercut Kyrie Irving incredibly purposefully. Don't let anyone tell you anything otherwise. Um, and so I think from purely a basketball perspective, they should be slightly upset because you know just that one data point of us whooping their butts um, for the first half of that series. Um, maybe you know maybe cast some doubt for them. Maybe who knows? So I, I think yeah I think I mean pretty much every team in the East should be upset. Of course, I kind of think Miami doesn't care because Miami has so many defenders and they're all yelling at each other anyway, so they don't really think about other teams. Um, Mike, we are at the 32 minute mark and we are less than halfway through. How are we going to do this? Is two parter? We're going to do longer than 32. <laughs> yeah, we'll go quick for yeah. these ones are, are quick. Okay. Yeah. These next ones for number four, how does James Harden feel? I don't think he cares. I don't think he, what I've discovered about James Harden is I don't think he really, <laughs> he's not a guy who like licks his finger, sticks it up to the wind and really judges where the landscape is going. I don't think he has he's, any feelings at all. I don't think he's a, f- a yeah. person with feelings. Yeah. He just evaluates directly what's in front of him. So why he was upset in Brooklyn was because Kyrie wasn't there and KD was hurt. Right. And so he wanted to go. He's in Philly now. He doesn't ca- I don't think he cares. Yeah. I think he only feels his physical feelings. Like, he's like, I'm tired. He's like, why am I tired? I was like, oh, I'm doing I'm too- hungry. He's like, I'm doing too much. Like, I should go somewhere where I, I can- want I don't to have go to, do to so a much. strip club. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm horny. I'm tired. Any of these just core, you know, Ooh. functional feelings. That's, that's what he feels. another good Scary Kittle shirt. I'm hungry. I'm horny. <laughs> I hoop. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, something to creative. Um, Number five, should the Nets now push harder for getting the seventh seed so they're facing Toronto at home? Um, I wrote that before the Memphis game, and obviously they lost. Obviously, yeah, right, they should. I, you know, I, they should push harder so they get to face Toronto at home. I mean, I'm sure they are. It's a bad question by me, right? I agree. Um, no, not with the – it was a fine question, but uh, I would like to not play Toronto on the road. I, I, do you think that that's scary? That's very scary. Yeah. Number six, give me your nine-man rotation. So here – Here's like my. Are you on our Google Doc page? I have mine out, so I mean, I, I'm not on the. Okay, Google oh, Doc, give it but to I, me. I've written them on paper. Um, okay, so the obvious ones for me are KD, Kyrie, uh, Bruce has fully cemented himself as part of the rotation. IMO, um, yep. Patty, Dragic, Seth. Those that that crew of speedy guards. I like the chemistry there. And then the combination of Claxel, Marcus, and Drummond as the front line feels like that's you know that's our three three-tier nine-man rotation, the Ben Simmons question looms large over this over this roster right now because somebody's minutes are going to get whacked uh, in that world, and I think it's LaMarcus Aldridge, weirdly, just because of his um, 
you know, health issues or whatever at the moment. So that's where I'm saying, like, I think Ben Simmons playing some squirrely five, you know, you know, one on offense, five on defense to kind of fit into his weirdness is, is cool. Um, again, I like, I like, I really have begun to like our front court lineup now that Clax is kind of ascended LaMarcus. I, I wish he was back, but like having them be so different from each other is really helpful. Just have a bunch of different kind of looks like Drummond's a moose. LaMarcus is an, an artist uh, with flaws on defense and Claxton is an artist on defense with flaws on offense. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Good rock, paper, scissors approach. Um, but yeah, the Ben Simmons question looms large over this rotation for sure. Yeah. So like writing out who you have, which is the Kyrie Dragic, Dragic, uh, Bruce Brown, Patty, Seth, Katie, Clax, LaMarcus and Drummond. That's nine, right? So when you add Ben, that's 10. 10's a very large playoff rotation, and you already stated that, like, yeah, you'll have to pair back. The other thing about it, it's like, it's as, um, was it, who, Jesse David Fox, I think that's who it was, who emailed us how the Nets lineup is only shorties and tallies. Yeah. Where it's like, (laughs) that entire lineup is like all under 6'4 dudes and then all 7-footers. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the big rotation in the playoffs is going to be very matchup-based if LaMarcus is healthy, because... There will be series where, like, Lamarcus being a liability on defense won't matter as much, and his shooting is going to be so valuable, his scoring. Where then there'll be other series, like maybe against Toronto, where you'll want the flexibility of Claxton to, to switch everything, right? And I think Drummond's the the thing that will stay in every series, and it's just like Clax versus Lamarcus. And really, if we're being honest, if you're in a playoff series, who do you trust more? If Lamarcus is healthy, I'm trusting him. Like, I love. Nick Claxton's ascent, but I still, I don't know. It, it's flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and who we're leaving off is like Kessler Edwards, uh, Cam Thomas, James Johnson, Blake Griffin. That's fine. I, I don't, you know, in a I pinch, I don't, you know, like get some. You I know, wish Kessler was had another year under his belt, but yeah. he just doesn't. I feel that way about Cam, too, honestly. Like, you know, he's kind of had a rough month after a good month. Um, so, yeah. yeah, which is what you get they're, from they're 19 years older, though. And I and I do want to say like Kessler made I'm just so impressed by Kessler and I think he's going to he's like gonna be a guy very clearly on this team probably next year like the only like he is so athletic yeah you know and him coming out of college that was the thing he was athletic and shoot threes but actually seeing be more athletic than a lot of guys in the NBA yeah he's not like overly um, long or like really a strong player. But he sticks with guys in the air. He sticks with them on the floor. Um, and if his shot gets more consistent via confidence, I'm excited about him uh, being on this team. But this season, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, number seven. We believe Kyrie Irving is going to play Sunday against the Hornets at home. will be his first home game. What do you think will be the response inside the arena? And what do you think it will be outside the arena? Um, I thought I, – I mean – I thought that there would be some anti-vax protester people who would be outside and be like, you know, throwing Mardi Gras party. We won. You know, I, I it's a no, Sunday. Dude, people hell are no. off. Those people, they you don't think they live off the storm. The gates people, bro. They don't give it. They're not celebrating. They go to, they find the next thing to, to piss and moan about. <laughs> They've moved Got on it. to okay. the next project. They don't have a celebration. No, okay. they're not popping bottles for, for wins. They just, they're like, they, I, it's a persecution complex. They're moving to the next persecution. As as um maybe conflicted as it should be that Kyrie like could have easily played at home this whole season, um it will be quite emotional inside Barclays. I think he's gonna have 
it's going to be a standing ovation, cheering. Kyrie's going to look up at the stands and pat his chest. Oh, yeah. And look There's up definitely going to the... be pageantry like that. I don't mean to say that. He's it's going to be ignored. His... Yeah. No, I know. I know you're not yeah. saying that. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, like, he's going to hug his dad and he's going to – he may cry. and He won. In his yeah. mind, he won. So, Basel tough to him. Do you have any thought? you agree? I agree. I agree with that. I mean, maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there will be some weird contingent of of Kyrie stands out out and just feels like it. I I would bet no. They don't celebrate victories. I don't. Just, th- I just don't think they do. I guess, but we'll see. How does this policy? This is the last one, and this is a big one, Bry. And I want to get your thoughts on this. How does this policy change impact Kyrie's contract extension likelihood with the Nets? I think it completely makes it happening. Whereas it completely wasn't happening. I'm going to go take a hard like a hard stance on this, which is I think he's going to get the extension. I think he for whatever, you know, internal logic the Nets have had, they basically took Kyrie's side as much as they possibly could without ruffling any like national like league feathers to too much of an extent. They took fines on the chin. They did a whole bunch of gestures of of good faith towards Kyrie. So if he doesn't sign the extension or if they don't like you know, move forward because of some other reason or whatever, I'd be very surprised. But like, it felt like a pretty full throated embrace Uh, at some point. As soon as he came back and played the away games, I was like, Oh, they're trying to, um, you know, endear him to the team more long-term. Also, Kevin Durant clearly is going to bat for him. Like on a, like it would just, it's really up to the the nets at this point, I would have to assume. And I think that they would say yes. Yeah. I, I think it's like, it's a situation where like it's the best thing for both sides to have this great marriage. The Nets, as you, they fully embrace Kyrie. There was the game where Kyrie sat courtside for the first time in Barclays. He hugs Joe Sy. You know, the Nets Twitter account is tweeting out pictures of him sitting courtside. If there's any awkwardness in the organization, Joe Sy wouldn't have put himself in the position to hug Kyrie. And we know that the Nets have 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 been lobbying City Hall on the behalf of Kyrie to bring him back, you know, for their own purposes, but they have been. Maybe there was some discord early on, but Kyrie, to give him credit, he has said consistently since he's come back how appreciative he is of the Nets organization. It would be very easy for him to be like, F those people, right? Be like, they're keeping me from playing, even though the Nets really weren't. Well, they kind of did, but not fully, right? They like, the Nets... And Kyrie have maintained a connection. Part of it, I think it is Kevin Durant. Part of it, I think, is Steve Nash is like such a good sort of diffuser of tension in general. And Sean Marks seems to be the same way. So there's no like hardos mm. in that franchise. Um, I think it's like Kyrie is going to be given the full extension. He's going to, you know, be on this team. And can you rely on him over those five years? No. But the Nets really don't have another option. Right, they kind of have to do it, um, and I do think Zach Lowe has floated this out before. There will be a market for Kyrie, so it's not like the Nets are going to be bidding against themselves. Like there are going to be other teams in the NBA who would be happy to get a chance at having a guy like Kyrie on their team. They may not be, you know, the top teams in the East and the West. The Knicks are apparently one of the teams that would want to go after Kyrie Irving. Um, so I think the Nets are just going to say, "Here's money." Just stay here. Just be yeah, happy. I think this makes it a no-brainer. And everything that they've done leading up to this point puts them like head and shoulders above everybody else to for to vie for those purposes. Also, like to to put the team what he put them through, and specifically Kevin Durant, and then to like not 
follow through if the offer's on the table is some pretty dastardly stuff right there. So, um, but I don't think he cares about that. <laughs> but I, I just don't think it's. I think it's a pretty like it's 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 pretty much a layup at this point, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna come back. And be like, I know this is gonna age so poorly. Damn it! Like Kyrie wants to go to Sacramento or something, and we're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and you, how quickly would we flip on him? How quickly? Oh, would we like, be, you know, yeah. you know how quick I flip. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll disavow. I get my disavow hammer ready for anybody. Um, Take us out of here, Mike. Th- hey, thank you guys. I mean, this is like you know we. This has been a journey. Yeah, we've been on this journey, unvaccinated together, hand to hand, mouth to mouth, on this journey. <laughs> Uh, unvaccinated sharing germs and we finally can just share our germs everywhere. Uh, thank God we can kind of just care about basketball, even though the Ben Simmons thing, I would love for that to be resolved. But hey, the Nets have the two best players on their roster playing every game going forward. And now we can talk and- about basketball, Mike. We can talk about basketball. No more. Man- man- this is it. This marks the end of the whole season worth of mandate talk. So at BK Glue guys on Twitter, that's where you find us on Twitter. There's a YouTube channel. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you get there, you smush the subscribe, you follow, you smash that like, hit the notification. Mike, there is a Discord where I'm in there all the time just bantering about, having a ball. Okay, you go there, go to the Twitter bio, the invites in there, and then or in the YouTube description, there's a, you click that link and it'll take you to the Discord. Mike, there's five stars. We want them. We need them. We have to have them. Mike, our podcast is brought to you by NetsDaily.com and The Athletic. There is a paywall that you can go to to get behind for great content about the NBA and everything else in between. Mike, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, do you want to go to Minnesota, Delaware, Arizona, Utah? You know, you let me know. The Nets are back.